Oh, I don't want a lot for Christmas. All I'm asking for is I just want to see my baby! Standing right outside my door, I want him for my own! More than you could ever know, make my wish come true. Baby! All I want for Christmas is you. Is you, baby. That's all I want for Christmas. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back Jesus to the Continue God, Podcast. Son of a... I don't even. <laughs> yeah! I, I was about uh... to ignite the lightsaber, and then I was like, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's not do that to everybody. Smash cut to Anthony in a fucking ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Smash that like button for lightsaber wounds, everybody. Uh, welcome, back. <laughs> welcome back to Continue Podcast. My name is Anthony John Agnello. And this podcast is technically about video games, not Grievous Injury. With me here. General Grievous Injury. Uh, yeah. General, general, general Grievous, Grievous Injury. injury. <laughs> God damn it. Yep. <laughs> That's where we all are. The, that 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 man with the iron wit is none other than Dave Roberts, our iron own wit, staff. Roberts. Iron wit. You say this like I'm witty all of the time. Like one time I get something right. You That's why you keep me around. You occasionally get 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 in your licks, my friend. Yeah. Uh, we've also got none other than Susan Arndt. Uh, Nestor the long-eared donkey scar- scarred me for life. Nestor I'm the still... long-eared donkey? Do you guys not know of Nestor the long-eared no. donkey? What is that? Holy shit. Okay. So I grew up in the era of Rankin-Bass Christmas yes, specials. Yeah, We're yeah. talking Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and like yes. these classics. Sam these are the ones they still show on TV. Correct. Except they don't show Nestor the Longer Donkey because it is religious. Nestor is the donkey that carried Mary to the manger so that she could have baby Jesus. Mm. But, which is, okay, that's lovely, right? It's a, it's a Christmas special in the vein of the lim- little drummer boy. Sure. Okay, sure. Fine, which they also don't show anymore. Fine. Except, except for the motherfucking part of the movie where Nestor's mother dies what? protecting no. him from exposure in the middle of the cold night. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Merry, I, yeah, Merry Christmas, I, everyone. I, I like that the, like, any uh, tinge of faith-based programming in the Rankin-Bass lineup has been shuttered to the side, but we yeah. still get the ones that are weird as shit. Like, I like uh, I like when you get to the the Rankin Bass special where it's like the crossover, like everybody's back. It's all the characters from Santa Claus is coming to town and Rudolph fighting a fucking ice king. Susan, you have a oh, look. Rudolph Shiny New Year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, Shiny New Year. Yes, fucking yes. I fucking love Rudolph Shiny New Year. Okay, so in case you guys are not familiar with this, here's here's the shtick of this is uh, this. Uh, baby New Year, like the, the you know, baby they say actual like, oh, baby New Year is an actual baby New Year, and so if baby New Year does not get to bring in the new year, the new year will never happen. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and this vulture, who is I forget why he's gonna die in the new year. Right, I, he's gonna freeze to death or something. It's, well, yeah, because they're all in like that weird Ice King land. Yeah, yeah. So he, ki- of course he does. He kidnaps Baby New Year and Rudolph and all his friends from the bank, from across the 
bacon wrap oeuvre <laughs> band together to go save the baby new year. It is and weird as shit. It's so fucking weird. It's like 80s Nintendo weird. It's like Super Mario Brothers yeah. 2. Like, yeah, yes. man. And then you fucking throw turnips at guys in masks. Like, it's just very, very it's strange. It's that level. Yeah, baby, New Year wears this top hat because he's got real big ears. And every time he takes his hat off, people laugh. And so he gets sad. And that's why he walks wet, crawls away because he's like, <laughs> you guys are mean to me. It's messed up. I mean, Rudolph itself is deeply messed up because the entire message of Rudolph and not just yeah. Rudolph is Santa Claus runs a brutal utilitarianist society. It's true. Like, if you don't serve some kind of function, <laughs> you're a Any fucking outcast. Any deviation from the norm will be punished unless it can be exploited. Yeah, like, do, do you have utility for my horrific, you know, slave operation that I, I run here yes. at the North Pole? And it's for everybody, like even the Bumble, like they bring in the Bumble, the poor fucking Bumble, which has had an insane bearded prospector, this filthy like hipster from the snow rips all of his teeth out. He's not trained in dental procedures. And then they're like, oh, snow person who's been enjoying your hermitage out in the cave. You can stay because you can reach the top part of the tree. That is some Bullshit, Santa. Yo. Yeah. Freak. It's pretty bad. Plus, like, Santa gains, like, 78 pounds in the span of a week. That shit's not healthy. Every okay, wait, but that's, I mean, we all do that over the Christmas break. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. He, he goes I mean. from, like, he goes from, like, American apparel thin, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> to it's true. morbidly yeah. obese. <laughs> like, instantaneously. It's like Christian Bale. Yes, uh, it's, the, it's the Christian Bale of the Rankin Bass superhero of the Rankin Baxiverse. Is that? It's like that's not a cinematic thing. universe. Introduce of yourself. All right. Actually, we we did the introductions. We everybody. Wait, did you already say who you are? Oh, yeah, I said who I said who I was right at the top. Everybody like listening knows what they're in for. Whatever. Yeah. It's true. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the yeah. end of 2018, everybody. We're alive. Maybe. We don't know if this <laughs> is like a lost, like, final season of Lost scenario or something. Dude, shit. The, the Kingdom Hearts uh, Twitter account like disappeared last yeah. night. So I know. Yeah. What is that? No, uh, what is that there's still about? no statement about it. I don't know. So it's it's it either has to be like some someone screwed up or it's part of a marketing campaign. It's either or. There is no in between. Yeah. There. Like. And if someone screwed up, they've screwed up bad because they can't get it back or. Well, that's it. The game's or, canceled now, everybody. Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> it. It's already leaked. There's so no, we already know no, what the wait, game it is. Leaked? That game leaked. You haven't. Yep. Yeah, like wow. some 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 dude in North Carolina talking some shit on Facebook, uh, talking about how he had the hookups. Apparently, has like local mob ties or something. Like, what? got copies from a local distributor and was selling them on Facebook, uh, mm -hmm. like the Facebook store thing for a hundred bucks a pop. Okay, look this 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 sentence has been uttered. A few times here on Continue. Susan, what the hell is going on with North Carolina? I don't fucking know, dude. What is, I don't know. What is that shit? I, I think we're, we're... Okay, so I feel... I, here's how I feel. I feel 
Like North Carolinians are like, who are we as a people? And they don't know. They're like, okay, we're not allowed to be racism personified anymore. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? And they say, I don't know. Florida gets a lot of attention. (laughs) (laughs) Florida too. So, me, yes, we'll be Florida North. Oh, my God. Let's try that for a while. It's the only explanation. That is it's the only explanation. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that yeah. actually, that, that clears some things up. It's, it's very confusing. Uh, everybody, by popular request, I mean, we, we were probably going to do some kind of, you know, year in review because like everybody else, we are, we are but human beings on the internet. Mm-hmm. It was inevitable. But by popular request, we are doing a Game of the Year episode. And so, uh, up front, here's our format. Rather than just doing a round robin of like, I like this game, and I also like this game, and this yeah. one was good. What we're going to do... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, remember that? It's like hey. the Chris Farley show. Hey, remember that part? <laughs> that, was, that was good. That, that was good. That was, that was, that was, was really the boy good. helped, and he said boy a lot. So good. That was great. Uh, we're, we're going to say what our personal pick for Game of the Year is. And after that, uh, we are going to recommend each other one game that we think is the game of 2018 that the others should play that they have not played. And, you know, this okay. is... I, I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to find ways where Susan can trick me into playing mobile games. <laughs> I think here, I, this is this is this is one of those moments where I think it's going to happen. Uh, so, Susan, start us off on this grand adventure. What is your game of the year? I think I know what it is. Uh, okay, my game of the year is. I mean, anybody who listens to this mm-hmm. podcast at all, or at least listened to the last one of these we did, uh, is going to know that my my pick for uh, game of the year is God of War. Really? Yep. All right. See, I if you if you asked me to put cold hard cash money dollars on a barrel and say predict what Susan Arnt's game of the year is, it's Donut mm-hmm. County. But yeah, yeah. All right. God but of no, War. God of War, and and here's why. Um, outside of the fact that the actual gameplay of God of War is astoundingly good. Mm. Uh, as is the you know as as a media product it it ticks all the boxes the voice acting is incredible the graphics are incredible the music top-notch like all of that you know the actual mechanical gameplay brilliant and on top of that it is a story that resonates in big ways and small ways. Mm. For me, you're, I mean, because you've got the big story of God of the, you know, Kratos is, is fighting this, this guy who can't be killed and why, why is the guy who can't be killed so angry and all of that. And it's this big, and you go to different lands and you must defeat, you know, there's dark elves and light elves <laughs> and then you have to go to the underworld and like, all that stuff. And that's all wonderful. But what really did this for me, because it did not have to do this, is the relationship between Kratos and his kid. Mm. And at one point, 
you're you want to strangle this motherfucking child (laughs) right like you are like i swear to god i'm gonna put this axe in your fucking head because like he he acts like a a child does and he's he starts giving you the whatever yeah yeah like i will fucking i swear to you let's leave you for the dark elves fine let's see how you do you hear you exactly. hear Bernie Mac in your head being like, "I'll smack your kid with a hammer." Exactly <laughs> right, right. I'll make another one looks just like. It. Um, but but then later, then you are fiercely protective sure. of him, and and when he you, you have to like gut out him taking this your son taking this emotional journey through all this stuff he's working through and you have to just kind of grit your teeth when he's being an asshole because that's what a parent as a parent that's what you have to do and then he comes out the other side of it and he's like yeah i was uh i was kind of a dick there <laughs> and you gotta be like we're just gonna move past that right like and that is a a tenderness and a realness that I certainly did not expect from anything with the God of War name on it. No. Or honestly, at this point, like anything that Sony Santa Monica was going to put out. That's I mean, true. they're incredibly, That's... that is not a knock against them, but no, Sony Santa Monica for a decade now has been a house about putting out the shiniest toy that has ever shined. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Like y- you want, you want them to make the thing that looks pretty. You make journey they're not the ones making Journey. Journey just comes to them afterwards, and then they make yeah. that motherfucker sparkle. Yeah, they're, they're right. the closer. Right. Yeah, they're the closer. Yeah. yeah. But and, and yeah. here it is, this this amazing thing that's all hard. This, I mean, yeah, it's just, it it's, it's so astoundingly human mm. in all of this stuff about gods, and, you can, and you're fighting Valkyries, and it's all so much bigger than life. But then at its very, very core, like Kratos's grief over the loss of his wife mm. is real. Yeah. You feel it. Like, you, you know what he's doing at the beginning of the game, but at the beginning of the game, you haven't spent any time with him yet. You know he's building a funeral pyre like, OK, this is the thing we have to do before we go on our adventure, whatever. But as you get to know him, then you feel that that lump in his soul mm-hmm. that that is this pain from his loss and you his relationship with his child where he feels terrible about the burden that he has given his child it's just remarkably nuanced and real and i was you don't see that kind of script and that kind of acting in games no you don't you don't you don't i mean like you get there is what naughty dog does and mm-hmm. i i i love naughty dog's games i i we have talked very recently on this show about the fact that all three of us are like, Uncharted 4 is fucking awesome. It's a great game. Yep. Uh, at the exact same time, though, like Naughty Dog makes incredibly powerful spectacles and really, really good stories where like you play through them. And that's that's all you do. Like you. Yeah. You, yeah, you play yeah, through yeah. it. And then you, you get to the end and you're like, oh, man, I love those characters. Well, what did you do? Uh... The same thing over and over a lot of the time, and I don't remember what it was even. Sometimes, it was, sometimes I checked a journal. Sometimes <laughs> I opened a fake book. But this this one is like a game. Like God of War has yeah, all yeah. of this, and it's also really good. I, it's always yeah. interesting to me, Susan, to find out what it is that you you finish. 
like what you actually yeah. see to the yeah. end. And yeah. like you, you polished this monster game off pretty damn fast. I luxuriated in that game. Yeah. I the only major thing I did not complete <clears throat> in the game was I did not finish all the Valkyrie fights. Mm. I have two left and because they were just getting to a point where I was going to break my controller yeah. and I just, I couldn't do it. I did everything else in that game because I just loved it so much. Dave, you platinum that beast. Yeah. Uh, on easy. Yeah. On easy. <laughs> yeah, on easy. It doesn't, it doesn't show up in your profile. On easy. Susan, Susan, did you just tell Dave to get good? Yeah, she did. No, no, okay. Well, Okay. A platinum, if you use a, if you use a guide to get all the ravens, is like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Dave. Yeah, I'm just I'm getting dunked on here. Just just huge dunks, just all over the place. Dave, has this one stuck with you? I mean, like I, in the same way that I find it very surprising when Susan goes the distance with a game, I find that you get really really tied up in a game. You get you you fall in love quick. You get infatuated. And you devour it really quickly, and then sometimes it sticks with you afterwards, and sometimes it doesn't. Like, uh, you- so I th- I would say that God of War has stuck with me more than say Red Dead Redemption Two has. Interesting, because or- Red Dead Re- Redemption Two, I saw its beats coming like a mile away. Sure, mm. uh, it's good. Like the the way that it unfolds those beats is good, but like they're clearly running out of ideas whereas like god of war um just an unexpected source and like like as you know th- there's that added sort of hook of also being a father with kids who mm-hmm. like like you know who are rapidly growing up and i'm starting to feel out of touch with the youth uh and like like you know how do you relate to someone who you know is like a little person that's a part of you but also is experiencing their own like they, they got their own head their own brain their own thoughts yeah. um and i think the way that like god of war from like a triple a game of all places like mm-hmm. the way it handles it is astounding mm. um uh, you know, I a lot of the problems I have with a lot of games like that. I you know too big, too long, too much of the like AAA gameness. Mm. But like those are all things that I don't know. I'm everyone else loved it. I'm the weird one. So, uh, but no, I like that game is more than most AAA games this year for sure. Is is going to stick with me? Um, like to the point where I'm like really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, which is a statement I have not said about God of War. Yeah, ever, ever. That was not a game that I ever needed to see a sequel for. Like everyone joked at the end of the original, it's like, "Yeah, he's gonna punch Jesus in the dick." And like now, <laughs> now I'm kind of thinking to myself, "Is he I gonna punch Kratos. Odin in the dick?" I watched Kratos <laughs> punch some some other people. You know all over the place. Actually, Susan, you're going to sigh really hard at this, so I still have not, like, played more than four hours of God of War. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. Now look, I had a big plan. I started writing about video games for a job again. It's not my fault. I know. I had to, I had to play other things. And so I've had this grand plan, which was like, I'm going to get through reviewing everything I have to review for the year, and then I'm going to have, okay, like, that's a couple, true. Of, a couple yeah. of weeks before the break, 
And I was like, I'm going to nip Dragon Quest XI in the bud, and then I'm going to play God of War, and then I can finally play Yakuza 6. This was my grand plan. Okay. Dragon Quest XI won't end. It won't <laughs> fucking stop. <laughs> my clock says 87 hours, and I'm not even close. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Just walk away, dude. Just walk I away. I can't at this point. I'm too. I'm too talked in. I can't. That's a, that's a sunk cost fallacy I, right I, there, I, my friend. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is yo. I'm in the gambler's fallacy place. Like <laughs> yeah. this next yeah. one, I've lost so many times. The next one's gonna pay out. Oh man, it is. Uh, I, like, I know that we referenced this the last episode, Susan, about how Dave and I were like, guess what? You have to, like, that game kicks you in the ass and then makes you respec a second time. Yeah. Dave, you undersold how much the post-credits oh, game it's, I is told you, it was like, like game. 10, 10 to 20 hours of game. Yeah, I'm And it's 15. more of the story. It's Yeah, it's a whole other game. And, like, I am so conflicted about what it does because not only does it, like, time travel nonsense, but, like, it flat out negates and erases the only real character growth that has taken place. It would be like if Kratos and his son had to go back in time to the beginning and nothing happened. It's so weird. <laughs> it's weird and I love it and I totally get like I totally get Susan's frustration with it. But mm. I don't know. There's something that, like the fact that oh, they man. go for it. Like I I can respect it. it yeah, it they certainly go for it. What it, but what is the it the, they are uh, going the for? It, the it that they are going for is let let me Susan allow me to put it to you in Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> um Okay, so you know when evil, Ta- like when Tasha Yar gets yeah. brought back and then there's yeah. Romulan baby Tasha Yar? Yeah. Imagine if instead of just all of a sudden there's Romulan baby Tasha Yar, you just went back and followed her whole story. Like, dra- yeah, okay. dra- yeah, Dragon Quest kicks back right. and is like, uh, we're going to now just do an entirely alternate telling right. of the story. Alright, yeah. I can't be mad at that. It's not right. God of War it's, But it's not Bravely I, so Default bad. I, it's not Bravely... No, 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 no. Nothing <laughs> is. Nothing is. Uh, <laughs> nothing is that bad. Boy, that, that game is just a... Oh, my God. Uh, I don't think that there's anybody... I, I actually, I think that this is thematically appropriate. Susan, sell, I think that there are probably people listening to this, and there are probably still people out there that mm-hmm. have seen the reception that God of War has, and might either be thinking, I I still think it's not for me. Like, God okay. of War has never been for me. And I think that there might be some people who are like, it's too popular, it can't possibly live up to, you know, the, the, uh, Praise that it's been mm-hmm. that it's received. To put a cap on God of War, what do you want to say to anybody that is like, I'm not going to give it a try? What, what's your last ditch? Say, hey, here, here it is. Okay. So people who gravitate toward video games a lot tend to like them for fairly consistent groups of reasons. Sure. They they want. They want the game. 
right? They want tight controls and and challenge and and the that. Mm-hmm. They want the spectacle, or they want the humanity, the human angle. God of War has all three. Mm. Mm. Yes, it is a, a something iconic. It's triple A. You've heard about it forever. It's all of these things. All of these things are true. Doesn't matter. Forget that. Ignore it. Don't worry about it. Pretend the God, other God of Wars never happened, never existed. You, oh, that's the other thing. You don't need to know nope. anything. It's probably better if you don't. Know about God of War to appreciate what's going on in this. <laughs> and yeah, honestly, it is better if you don't. So, and you can adjust the difficulty. So if the, and cause it is, the combat is very difficult. You can put, play it on easy and still ha- get to experience the spectacle mm. and the story mm. and how incredibly well designed yeah. this world is. Yeah. And there's puzzles and secrets and there's humor. Like Mimir is just the best. Uh, it's, it, it is all of the things we love about video games. Mm. It really truly is. Man, that's, yeah. Oh God. I gotta just, I, uh, Dragon Quest has got to be done. <laughs> <laughs> then I can play it. Then I can play it. Finally. Actually, I'm lying. I'm not going to play it. SNK Heroines. No, don't. That, why would you do that to yourself? Yep. Right there. Yep. Yeah. That game's like not yeah. even good by Agnello standards. <laughs> like, don't put yourself through it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not. I, 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 I have to for my own sense of nerdery. Susan, what should Dave <laughs> Roberts play that you played in 2018 that Dave Roberts has not played? I did. Did you play Donut County? Oh, you played okay. Donut County, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Let me see. Okay. <laughs> you going to chew on then, it? Then specific to his interests. Yeah, to Dave them. In the, in Ooh, that's, that's trickier. That's trickier. Okay. No, I have one for Dave. Yeah? Especially uh, because Dave is going through some stress at the moment. Mm. So I'm going to recognize, uh, recommend something cute and simple and delightful called oh, Marching Order. I've not heard of this. All right. Marching Order. Yeah. Yes. So Marching Order is a mobile game about a marching band. It's about animals in a marching band. And it's a sequence mm-hmm. of logic puzzles where the uh, you will get a thought or a tweet or something from the different members of the marching band who say, well, I want to be at the very front. I don't want to be next to the flag. I think I should be in between animals and fangs, that sort of thing. And yeah, and then based on what they say, you have to put them in that order. And you go for as many days as you possibly can, and they will start adding more animals and more rules, and the logic puzzles get a little more difficult as you go. And it's not only is it just delightful to look at, and a really clever thing you can dip in and dip out of. Uh, it's also something you can play with your kids. Mm. Or you can play with your significant other who really doesn't like how violent video games are. Or you can play it with anybody because it is so approachable and cute, but cool. also clever. Hmm. Yeah, I wrote that down. Awesome. I want to go check that out. I, that sounds go. really good. I, that sounds like, man, mar- marching order? Marching order. Marching order. All right. Yeah. I'm even going to check that out. I actually, all right. So this is full disclosure, everybody. I got out my phone 
as we're doing this because I want to prove to Susan that I am going to download whatever she says. <laughs> not like, not like, oh, yeah. no, I'm totally going to do that, yo. Yeah, yeah I'm going to play Goro Goa. I'm going to do it. And well, you did at least finally do that. Yeah, well, I haven't finished it. Yeah, I yeah, haven't I finished it yet. I'm trying to. And it's not going. It's not going great. I got to admit, because Dragon Quest exists and I hate it. Oh my god! So you will play a shitty game to the end, yes. and you will not finish the brilliant award-winning game. Two hours game. of perfection. That is two hours long. Does that now? Now, now that you've said it out loud, doesn't that sound like <laughs> me? <laughs> yes, and I question why the fuck I put up with your stupidity regularly. On that note, what should I play? What What is your recommendation well, for me? God of Goddamn War. <laughs> yeah, it's probably God of War. <laughs> God of War. But putting that aside, you motherfucker should play Moon Crash. Oh, that is a great idea. Um, <laughs> does Moon Crash cost money dollars or was it free? Uh, well, it was free f- if you had Prey. I have but Prey. I, 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 I have Prey. I think it's uh, 15 I, bucks. I honestly don't remember. It might, it it might, might be, be on sale uh, might be right now, though, you know, because the PSN sale's going. Yeah. Man, I don't, A, I don't understand why Moon Crash isn't be, being sold as like a standalone product. It is. Is it? Like, are, are like yes. people now talking about Moon... Okay, good, good. Because no, nobody's talking about it because nobody... Nobody played Prey, which is still goddamn criminal because that game is inc- amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, they don't get what Moon Crash is. I, I, so I have two columnists at Escapist wrote about Moon Crash as their game of the year. Oh, nice! Yeah, uh, Seamus Young of Experienced Points yep, yep, and yep. Sean Sands, uh, famously of Gamers with yep. Jobs, both said Moon Crash is that good. And I was like, between everything you told me about it, I mean, we did an episode just a couple of months ago about that. You can go into our Mm -hmm. iTunes archive and check that out if you're curious about like a deep dive on Moon Crash. But just reading about it over the past two weeks, I was like, man, this sounds fucking rad. And it's so good. It's so smart. It's a it's a puzzle Roguelike. Yeah, and the the funny thing is, is the the description of it, the one sentence, Seamus Young finally mm. got, like, the sentence that broke through, you know, my, like, perv anime brain and mm-hmm. spoke to my soul, which is, he, he was like, you know, I've always loved the adventure, adventure role-playing first-person game, you're Dishonored, you're Deus Ex, you're mm-hmm. Thief, etc., and he's like, but I've always wanted it to be shorter and replayable. Oh, well, here you go. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's what Moon Crash is. Like, I finally got it. So, yeah, no, no questions asked. Like, that's, I'm, I'm, I'll do it. I'm down. As soon as we get off this show, I'm installing Moon Crash and I'm making it happen. Awesome. I don't believe you, but <laughs> I'm okay. going to do it. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to do right, it. All right. Actually, all right. All actually, right. Actually, there is. I want. <laughs> I want text updates that, when you do this. That would require me to turn on my PlayStation 4, and if you guys could see this uh, television in my office, you would know that the attract mode for Sega Saturn's Pocket Fighter is running instead. So maybe Pocket if- Fighter is so good. Right? <laughs> right? I love it's Pocket so Fighter. It's so good. 
Oh God! All right, everybody. We got we got none other than okay. Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts, who's going to tell us all about his so, game of the year, which is clearly Ghost Wild Recon Land, Wildlands, the division. Uh, three-year-old game that sucked. No, uh, so I was thinking a lot about the games that I played this year. Uh, this year that felt way too long. You know, Metal Gear Survive came out this year, right? That happened this no. year. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! No. Yakuza Six also wow. came out That's this like year, which wow. I still don't believe. Like, I feel like I'm in a time warp. Nope. Uh, Yakuza Six. That was <laughs> Wait, like what? April. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. That I don't that know. Feels like this year I, like I, I, yeah. Black Panther doesn't. <sighs> no, Black Panther seems like it was from another time. Entirely. And so, yeah. like, I'm I'm kind of going the similar approach with Susan, where like there are lots of games that I played that I really liked. Like, I really liked Astrobot. I really liked the Red Strings Club. Like all these games, like lots of really cool ideas. But when I take the sort of the the whole package, and like the kind of things that I like. Both the things that I like about games as far as like not not quite narrative, but like gameplay and uh, the idea of, of games is like a uh, uh, toy box. Um, my choice has to be Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And I realize this is like oh, a shit. very basic nice. choice. And also it came out like two weeks ago, but it's all I can think about. <laughs> and like no game really this year has hit me in the way that this game has and it's 100% the adventure mode. So like mm. all the smash brothers games over the years I've liked, but there there's something about them. Like, like melee, I think was sort of the, the platonic ideal of a smash game for a long time. And then brawl came out and like the controls were just weird. Cause it was on the Wii. All the characters moved too slow, but the single player was great. And then Wii U came out and like they had all the characters, but the single player sucked. But then this encompasses everything that has made Smash great over the years in one game. And they've somehow made a game that will cater to basically everyone who is interested in playing it, except for like the 5% of the melee weirdos. But they can just play Smash Brothers Melee forever, and that's fine. <laughs> like, you do you. Um, so you have the adventure mode, which is what's been really hooking me. Uh, it's this sprawling map where uh, this evil alien uh, basically sends out these these light beams and murders everyone except for Kirby. Uh, well, it doesn't murder them. It turns them into puppets. And you go across this map, and you start off as Kirby, and you fight uh, spirits that are Nintendo characters from a wide variety of franchises and games that are attached to uh, yeah, the characters. The, sim- the yeah. simplest way to put this is, is an alien boss comes down and takes the entirety of Japanese yeah. video game history from 1978 until 2018 and just obliterates yes. all of their bodies. It's like, what that if sounds all, amazing. Yeah, what if all games were in one world and and, 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 and then Kirby N has to real. save them. So you start off and you, you start off with a couple yeah. characters and you, you like you can unlock Marth uh, or you can unlock a uh, villager or there's one I think it's like Sheik. You choose one of them. And then once you pick one, mm-hmm. 
that you've unlocked, you now have two characters and those other two paths are locked off until you find a way to get back to them. And these paths take you through like this history of not just Nintendo games, but all kinds of games. I found, um, a special area, like a, like a little hidden portal area that takes you to a globe that takes you from city to city where you fight against street fighter characters uh, and the end boss is M. Bison because of course it is. And, and then, and then once right. you because finish of course it, it is. that's where you unlock Ryu and then you can use him for the rest of adventure mode. It's shit like that, that turns smash brothers from just like, Oh, here's a bunch of Nintendo characters to here's an interactive museum of a history of video games that you can play with. Like, when people talk about the idea of games as a toy box, they usually talk about things like Minecraft where you can build stuff. Like you're a bunch of Legos to mess with. And like, I get the appeal of that, but that's not for me. I want to have action figures and make them like fight each other by like shoving them into each other. Like, yeah, let's just, and that, that was the biggest problem that I had with Disney infinity was like, you have this really cool idea of all these characters that could play with each other, but they couldn't. And now you have that, and then you have on top of that this world that is specifically designed to use those pieces to evoke other games with the pieces that it has. And it's just, it's really brilliant. Like, there's a fight against, like, a Dan spirit is attached to Ken. All he does is taunt because Dan's a fucking joke street fighter character. And like, you would only get that unless you know that that's the joke. And the game is filled with stuff like that. That's pretty great. So I, I, this is, this is good. We can just knock it out of the way right now because I, I wanted to just say like, I, my game of the year was hollow Knight, but I'm not going to rant at you guys about (laughs) hollow Knight again. And smash brothers is my, my, my for real pick for 2018 too. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you, Dave. And like, the funny thing is, is anybody who might be listening to this and is thinking like, even just hearing that, uh, if you're the type of person who thinks like, I don't care about old video game stuff. And I also don't care about smash and what you're saying doesn't draw me in the stuff, like all of these things that Dave is describing is presented basically like the best board game video game yeah. I have ever played. And I've been I have been desperate lately for like a digital board game. Something that's like you 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 have this and then you go to a random space and you can even play it with another human being and cooperate on things. And as you move across this giant board game space, it is staggering to me the the level of detail and care and love that they've put into representing these characters yeah like it's it's all it's like Dave. it's not, like, not random it's, it's all hand designed not, yeah and like yeah you could like there are arguments that you could say like oh they just put a bunch of like high res jpegs like oh look it's a character but it's not like the spirit mode adds such flavor to what would normally be just like random sort of fights like the fight there's there's a fight yeah. that is represented like you're fighting one of the rabbits from mario versus rabbits and what they do is the rabbit spirit is attached to mario mario is wearing an american flag outfit and he has a gun and he has bunny ears 
that is the Mario rabbit that you're fighting for this, for this level. And it's, yeah, they put so much thought into everything. It's, and it's, it's also like no, no quarter of history is left unturned. Like in one stage, all of a sudden I went in and there were pong paddles. Yeah, I don't think it's pong though. It's like, like not, the Nintendo video pong. No, exactly. It's 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 Nintendo's video pong from yeah, 1978. Like one of the like spirits you can unlock is the logo for the Famicom disc system. Like there are characters that you yeah. see that you're like like I like like you you do double takes. You're like did they really did they put characters from like Fatal Frame in here? Like really in a smash brother all right uh the best one did either of you guys ever play the the pre-hotel dusk game yes called trace memory for ds oh god yes yep yep yep, yep. the one where the teenage girl can talk to ghosts yep so you're on this board you'll land on a space and the spirit that you can unlock is ashley from trace memory and so ashley Ashley, that's deep cut oh okay Here's how deep the cut goes. Ashley has the red t-shirt and the, the jeans. That's the primary characteristics of the character design. So it, you fight Isabel from Animal Crossing, and she's wearing a red top and blue jeans. And as you go into the fight, you're like, all right, well, I guess it's just Isabel dressed like her. And then you realize something else is kicking you. There's an invisible villager in the stage so it's Ashley paired yep. with a ghost. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Right, that's that. It's that, but hundreds of times. It's it's a never-ending game. Like you get twenty twenty-five hours, deep and then into there's this another board game, game. <laughs> and and then there's another game. And on top of that, th- like all of that, that hand-knit tailoring of all of this, if you go into there on top of it, there's just like the standard arcade mode where you think of a classic old arcade mode for a game where it's like, you're going to choose your fighter and then then you you fight the boss and then the end. But every single one is tailor made for all 76 of the fighters. And it's meant to mimic the games that they come from. So if you're Princess Zelda, it's you're dealing with bad guys. And then at the end, you don't just fight Ganon. It's like the monster Ganon from the end of Ocarina of Time. And depending on the difficulty level that you selected, it shows you a different part of a massive painted mural where everybody's partying together. It just never stops Yeah, it's it's just... (laughs) giving you a vision it's the kind of thing where like a big corporation shouldn't make a game like this like because they're like okay all Mm -hmm. of the brands are separate Mm -hmm. we have the marvel over here we have the star wars over here we have the disney over here and never the train well there's three of them well that (laughs) there's three of them though anyway the tree uh, tree shall meet but this is it's just let's just just throw them all in a big old bucket put your hand in and see what comes yeah. out it's it is an it has been a never ending delight of just surprise and fun and like it's yeah 
It's what I need. <laughs> I, I the funny thing is too is I am I don't know about you guys and I like I don't feel like this is something that the three of us have ever talked about really that much because none of us are Smash people. Yeah, like we're not the people that are like yeah. Smash is the the end all. Yeah, all. like we just we're not the people I'm not that even really a fighting care. game person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I don't play right. fighting games. Right. I like I like I appreciate Street Fighter from a distance, but I try to play it and go like, yeah, okay, I died on the third fight. That's it, I guess. <laughs> but Ta-da. like the way that the game has been tailored to like, if you're just a person who likes Nintendo games, you can go in there and you can have a blast. If you're a person who wants to get real weird with it you can go in and customize every <laughs> match to your liking you can take items in take items out put like customize which items show up set time at least you know set rules set stage there are like 800 songs in this game that from a history of nintendo not, not just nintendo games but all kinds of games that you can like they have a mode you can put your headphones in you hit a button you, it turns the screen off and now your switch is a walkman with a bunch of video game music on it it's awesome and the game lets <laughs> oh, you make wow. playlists that you can just make and like because yeah. that's the kind of game it is it wants you to approach it however you want unless you want to play online because the online's kind of but like i don't so it's it's functional it's nintendo i don't understand what the big deal is i mean like uh, yes if there are people out there who found themselves paying nintendo suddenly they're like i have to pay you 20 dollars a year to play this online and then and i have to pay you 30 dollars for the uh, 30 dollars for the lan adapter so I can get a decent signal. Right. Yeah, because there's only wireless on the Switch. There's no LAN cable in the dock, so you have to buy the adapter. for. Nah. They, they recommend it nah. for stable online play. Man. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, the man, but like the man always goes two ways for me because the, the person who's like, no, fuck it, it's a bad game because it's, I can't play a perfect, perfect match. But shut up, man. You can have a build of a character that's the duck hunt dog possessed by the soul of Kyle Hyde from Hotel Dusk and Captain Toad and one of the cars from Stunt Race FX at the same time. Why don't you want that? Like, <laughs> why? Wait, I just don't understand why no one has tried to sell me the game like this before. This, because I'll buy the fuck Susan, out of that. Susan, you, do you understand? You just got my pitch. That was yes. for you, yeah. Kyle yeah. Hyde, Toadette. Yeah. You can have yeah. an adventure pals detective point and click adventure soul possession where you punch Princess Peach in the face while she's possessed by the woman from Fatal Frame 2. How does it exist? How did it ever happen? Because it's beautiful. I So uh, the other thing is, and I feel like it should be stated, Dave, you were talking about how like there's no way this is born of any like modern corporation. The thing that should be said about all of this is how unsafe. Yeah, it's totally earnest. Too. Mm. It's it's never it's n- it, it's it's never trying to trick you into buying something. It's never saying like, oh, here's a link to the to our our Nintendo well, they online tried to do, web They tried to do that with the Wii U version, this. and that didn't work out. They had those like, you remember those? They had those right. like five minute versions of NES games you could unlock. Buy it now on the eShop. Right, right. But yeah, it 
yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's super earnest. It's, it's nostalgia in a way that is doing something with it rather than just saying like, look at the stuff that like, it's not like people, Oh, it's the ready player right. one of video games, but it's not, it's not that cynical. It's, 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 it's not, it's no, that's, that's clearly really coming from that comparison. a place of love for both Nintendo's characters, but like the wider history of just games. Like it's just that, that like yeah. everyone yeah. is here. Yeah. And we're going to have a fucking party. It, Susan, the board, like the board that you're playing on in the adventure mm-hmm. mode, you, when you finally get to like the, what you think is the center of the map and it actually isn't, it bur- bursts open into a city and you can see like, uh, there's one little icon and it's the Wii Fit trainer and nearby mm-hmm. you have to get like through a fight where you have to fight the personification of the balance board before you can get to her. But... <gasps> If, like, That's ridiculous. As you look closer, you realize that all the buildings are slight little references to things. So, like, one of the buildings is just, like, a squiggly line, and then you realize it's the building from the center of the plaza in Splatoon, but seen from above. Yeah. Oh, and, that's funny. Yeah, and like one of the buildings is a Super Nintendo, and one of the buildings is a Game Boy Color, and then one of the buildings is like the Spice Orange yeah. GameCube. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> right. And then over yeah. here, here, here's right. a maze shaped like an F-Zero track that you can only access if you have a spirit that can ride an F-Zero car. And like, oh, here's a maze right. that looks like uh, Bowser's Castle. Or just, God or here's a corner of the map where there's a little boat. There's like a boat that leads to a body of water and then there are islands. And it's like you don't have a spirit that can use the boat. And so you have to travel all the way to the other side of the map and find the spirit of Cap'n from Animal Crossing. And then you can use the boat. But then there's a bus and you think, oh, well, I have Cap'n. He's also the bus driver. I'll be able to use the bus. And they're like, no, you have to find the bus driver Cap'n too. Yeah. Go out and explore. And here's a fight against Doc Lewis from Punch-Out. And now you've unlocked a place where you can leave the spirits you're not using to level them up while the system is off. Like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's one, I still haven't been able to beat this fight because it's so hard. There's one where you can get Pauline, like the soul of Pauline from Super Mario Odyssey. And when you go into the fight, (laughs) you're in one of these stages from like the original Donkey Kong. And it's like the the original stage from Donkey Kong where there are like elevators going up and down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so Pauline is inhabiting Princess Peach and the reason the fight is so hard is she just tries to stay as far away from Oh, that level's as possible. A, Oh, I hate that level. It's so hard. Yeah, Meanwhile, Mario so and Donkey hard. Kong are just wailing on you. Are just yeah, are just wailing on you to get through it. It's so man, it's it's remarkable. It's it is in all of the ways that it is not the what we think of as the AAA experience, the yeah. cinematic um, as you described it with, with God of War, people are either looking for the spectacle or the humanist aspect. And neither of them are very obviously here. This is a very video gamey game. But as you play it, like the humanist aspect is the discovery that you can put almost four decades of an entire gaming culture into context with itself. 
and say like here here is how all of these things truly relate to each other here's how you get to you know we music all the way from friggin pro wrestling and it's just it's it's amazing I, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I'm the first to sit there and be like, Smash, I don't care. Y'all are crazy. I don't care yeah, about your like, GameCube I, 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 I thought I was like, going to like it. I didn't think it was going to be like my favorite game of the year. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, 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 it's right remarkable. You, it's a piece of work. I've given, I've given three perfect scores to games in my entire 10 years of reviewing video games. I gave Rayman Origins a perfect score. I gave Brothers A Tale of Two Sons a perfect score and Smash Brothers Ultimate. And yeah. Damn. It is special, yeah. man. Uh, Dave, what should Susan okay. Arndt play? Knowing Susan Arndt's taste and uh, sense of humor and things like that, I'm going to recommend that she play 428 Shibuya Scramble. Oh, it is a visual novel for the PlayStation four. Uh, Mm -hmm. one of the lead producers from the nine, nine, nine series of games. Uh, not, not like the main guy, but he was one of the producers for the first one, uh, worked on this game. It is, here's the elevator pitch. What if the television show 24 was a Japanese Mm -hmm. visual novel told entirely with live actors, full motion video, and moving stills. And it's, it is, it is equal parts funny, earnest. It is, um, there's romance, there's science fiction, there's drama, there's hard boiled cop stuff, there's comedy, there's, uh, it's, it's incredible. It's so good. It is like, like, this is like my second favorite game of the year. So the way it works is, there are five characters in the game that you play as. There's uh, Achi Endo. Okay. I'm looking. I can't remember them, so I'm looking down the list here. Achi Endo. He's a kid. He's part of a street gang that really loves Shibuya. So, and he just he wants to clean up the trash. But like, I mean that literally. Like, he's just super into like <laughs> cleaning up garbage. Like, he sees garbage, garbage. He's got to clean up because he's got to clean up my city, man. There's uh, Shinya Kano, who is a young detective trying to prove uh, himself. Prove uh, both to himself and his uh, girlfriend's father that he's got the right stuff. There's uh, Kenji Osawa, who is a virologist and expert scientist. Uh, there is Minoru Mi- uh, Minorikawa, who is a uh, freelance reporter who is always willing to do what he has to do to get the scoop. And then there's Tama, a person wearing a cat suit. And so what you do, it plays out kind of like like the show 24, where you have like four or five different story threads that are all happening simultaneously. And the way that the game weaves them together is really interesting. So what you'll do is you'll follow one character's story up to a point. And then usually you'll hit a bad ending. There are lots of bad endings in this game. And then the game will kind of give you a hint. It's like, well... That probably shouldn't go that way, but there's a character like, like say this person runs down an alleyway and they get caught by the cop 
I'm like, well, that's not how, like the story just ends here because they end up arrested. How can you make it so that cop doesn't go down that alleyway? So you switch to the cop storyline and based on the decisions that you make, you can make the, the story sort of weave in different directions. And then once you get it right, you lock the story in and then you move forward sort of another step in time. Uh, it's really interesting the way that it ju- like it juggles all of these different things together because so much happens. It basically takes place over the course of one day in this city, Shibuya, like the Shibuya, like the scramble, the most busiest uh, or the busiest uh, intersection in, I think, the world. Um, there's uh, a terrorist plot where someone is trying to get kidnapped and they're like for nefarious means there's uh, uh like biology like biological weapon attacks there's um that meanwhile the the person in the cat suit finds themselves trying to sell um <laughs> illicit uh energy drinks to a bunch of old ladies to make some money and she's not sure yeah, why she go. has to yeah. do this. Uh, and the way that it all sort of coalesces, it's just, it's so good. It's brilliant. There's, it's like, it's, it's one of those visual novels where like, I felt like none of my time was wasted because I wanted to see everything because there's not just that the game also has a bunch of like extra side content that like you can unlock uh, additional like side stories and stuff. And all of it's just really well written and very funny. And I think you will adore it. It sounds so me. Excellent recommendation, sir. Yeah. I am 100% playing. That. I, I have been like, doing the switch holdout thing with 428 should be a scramble because a NIS America, it is really like Nipponichi has been really good about bringing their PlayStation four stuff to switch at the same time. This is one of those games that I'm worried is going to vanish because Mm -hmm. like you see screenshots of it. It's just so weird. Susan, like because it's all live action. There are just like Mm -hmm. people using Macs. Also, like, it came out in 2008 on the Wii, so everything has this, like, early 2000s sheen to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, this game! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the the cover for it, like, yeah. I think, yeah. 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 I'm going to have to bite the bullet and do that as well. For for you. How about me, man? I'm going to recommend you a little game called Paratopic. So it is an independent game made by three people. It takes play or it's like a 45 minute. I don't want to say walking sim, but but it's 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 of that vein. It's very like, did you ever play 30 Flights of Loving? Oh, Oh, no, I actually haven't. And I know that it's like very famous. Yeah, but it's basically like what if 30 Flights of Loving was a grimy PS1 psychological horror game written by William (laughs) Faulkner that's also very 90s. Yeah, yeah, see, right? Like, it's... It's The whole point of the game is that, like, like, there are, like, three different characters. 
Um, one of them is smuggling contraband uh, video cassette tapes across the border because uh, they do shit to your mind. And it's just like it's for <laughs> a game made by three people. Um, like, I don't it's not that I don't want to spoil it. It's because the story is so weirdly ephemeral that I can't really explain mm. it. It's one of those things you just have to experience for yourself. I, I th- yeah, you got me, dude. Um, this, this is that's, that's and it's me something you can over. finish it in a night, and it's you'll just you'll walk away going like, Done. "Holy shit!" Like the the shit that they do, it was like th- three people over the course of like six months or so, uh, is incredible. Uh, just really cool sense of style. The writing is weird and good, um, and it's got that it's got that hot PS one look. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like as soon as you were like psychological horror PS one Faulkner, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Para- Paratopic, para- it, it, Paratopic, yeah. Paratopic. It, I looked at screenshots of it, and it looks like yeah. D. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Also, I just ordered four twenty H we scramble from Amazon. Done, done. Because I want it on hard yeah. copy. It's very yeah. good. All right. Par- paratopic on oh my god yeah look, look at look shit. at that shit <laughs> why can't i play this on my it is, Sega it, right now where it like it, where it, it deserves to be like pay full price like i paid oh. full price for it i bought the deluxe edition but um right now it's on sale on steam so Ooh. you have no I, excuse i am this there They've got me. They've got me very hard. All right. Well, I, I, we already, well, Smash Brothers was my pick for game of the year as well. So I can jump directly into my recommendations for both of you. When I first thought of this, like, format for our game of the year thing, I was going to recommend something to you, Dave, and then a pricing error at Best Buy ruined what I initially <laughs> thought of. I was going to tell you to get Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection because I know that you're not a fighting game guy, but there's this whole world of like Street Fighter stuff that I've always thought you would just enjoy on like a pure yeah. aesthetic level. And I want to play it online with you. And then they they mistakenly yeah, made be- it $5. Best Buy, yeah, Best Buy had, it was like the Cyber <gasps> Monday deal. And it was supposed to be a $5 yeah. discount. Oh, no! To like 50, it was supposed to cost oh, like $15 no. or something. Or 20 but yeah, it was it was, it was was 5 And uh, thanks to good old, our buddy Jeff Keighley slash Warrior64. I snapped that up <laughs> and I got Secret um, Jeff Legacy Collection. Uh, for, 1 and 2 for Switch for $5. Our boy Wario sixty four. Awesome. Nice, nice. So I, I had Shout to, out to Wario sixty four. I had to dig a little oh. deeper for you, and I was like, oh I, boy. Well, the thing is, and Susan makes fun of us constantly because you and I have very similar tastes, and we only diverge in very specific ways. So I was trying to think of something that I thought you wouldn't have played, and I will admit that this is a little bit of a soft cheat. Because originally this came out on PC in 2017, but it did get a Switch port this year, and it is very good, and I think it's the preferred way to play the game. It is a game called Serial Team. Okay. S-E-R-I-A-L, as in a serial killer. And Mm. Serial Cleaner is you, you are a, like, cleanup man 
for murders and mob bosses. <laughs> and, I'm in. I'm so, in. So, yeah, Susan, I've actually told you about this game once before because I mm-hmm. played an, like a beta version of it at PAX a, at East a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. And I was like, Susan, this game's fucking awesome. You're going to love it. And like, it was one of those things where... Like, I had a press appointment with the guys, and it was supposed to be, like, a 10-minute demo, and then I looked at my oh, watch, yep. and I'd been there for an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes. And I was like, screw everybody in line! This kicks ass! So, it, you are given an overhead view of a map. It's like a motel, or an office, or campgrounds, or, you know, so on and so forth. And it does randomly place things. The procedural element is it changes where the things that you need to clean up are and where people are Mm -hmm. patrolling and where witnesses are. And so you can't be seen. And what you have to do is you need to go in, you need to mop up all of the blood. (laughs) And you need to... Yeah, obviously. You've... You have to go collect the bodies and bring them back across the maps to your car. And then you need to get the murder weapons and dispose of them. And so it's it's almost like the most disturbing game of Frogger <laughs> ever. And so like it's it like you basically need to sort of strategize like how am I gonna go tackle this map? What am I gonna do? And you you so, like, you have to run out, and you're like, all right, well, there's this pool of blood, there's this cop and this uh, detective patrolling in this area, and you, in order to mop up the blood, you have to hold down a mu- button to mop, and you move a little bit slower. So it's like, all right, well, you got it. like, all right, here I'm going to do my mopping run, and then if you do, say, like, one of your objectives, the pattern of who's patrolling hmm. will change. And so all of these things are just like a little bit randomized. And the whole thing has this early 80s, late 70s, dirty Brian De Palma vibe to it. Like the look, it looks like a poster you would see in the background while you were watching. Yeah, it's real good. And I think you'll fucking love it. Susan, you you will love Serial Cleaner 2. Do not miss it. Susan, my recommendation for you is tricky because tricky. I don't think you have the appropriate hardware anymore. I know that you were at one time pre-ordering it, but then I think you didn't get it because all of us decided, fuck that shit. Oh, PSVR. You need to play yeah. Astrobot. You really do. Really? You need, you need to play okay. Astrobot. What is it? Okay. What do you This do? is why I bring this up. Because I okay. didn't know either. Me too. I was very confused. And 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 Dave called me and he was like, dude, you need to play Astrobot. And I was like, what is it? And you were trying to describe it to me, Dave. And you, you need to really play it in order to really get what it's laying down. Okay. Astrobot is a very old school platformer. It is a platformer okay. in the vein of Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island, and the platformers that you and I love. Okay. Here is how you are engaging with that platforming. Imagine almost like a Crash Bandicoot, like Dave, you put it in my head, Crash Bandicoot-esque. You're looking into the level rather than from the side. And you are not like in the perspective of 
the thing that is jumping. You are controlling this happy little robot who very much controls like Yoshi. He, he, you can jump, you can hover for a little bit, you're collecting coins, and you are looking for other little robots who are going like, help me, help me, in the environment. And it's bog standard stuff. You're in a canyon, you're underwater mm-hmm. with a ghost ship, and the, what distinguishes it is you are actually controlling, like your perspective is that of like a big nanny bot that's following him around. You can only move forward, but you are, everything you see in the environment is you looking around. So if you are like, say you're in an area that's like a garden and there are vines everywhere and you need Mm -hmm. to go up the vines, you can only see what is around you and you need to look like under stuff. You need to look behind you because you will hear one of those little robots being like, come on, you're over here. And you'll have to like, you you literally, and this is an audio format, which is not good for talking about VR. You'll have to like stand up and like peer over a tree or a vine to see where he might be or like get down mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, look. Mm-hmm. And it is. I get it. I right, get it. You're starting, to, you're starting to get the picture. Oh my God, it's the robot, robot version of Muppet it Babies. The, yeah, you are Nanny. You are the legs. Yeah. That's what this is. And you're, you're chasing adorable, like, batteries not included little robots. And every single part of it works so well. It, like, it does feel like a Shigeru Miyamoto game. Like, it, oh my it's, God. it's the kind of thing that you're playing it, and you're like, that Nintendo, at their peak, weren't the ones making this, surprises the shit out of me. And I'm not saying that... I'm not saying go buy a PSVR. Like, I'm saying mm-hmm. you you are friends with people locally who will loan you one. <laughs> <laughs> but find a way to play it because you will really, really like it. It is also aesthetically... You know, it's funny. The gameplay is very Nintendo. Aesthetically, this is the Dreamcast game that time forgot. The it's, music, the... bright bubbly the music is right out of space channel five it is oh shit man it is this is this is in like another universe where the dreamcast became the the you know the the system that made it and it was the only one that survived and it's like oh well it's res and jet grind radio and crazy taxi and space channel five and cosmic smash all the way down kids and then vr happened this is the game that would come out of that reality oh my god yeah yeah Yeah. well that's how you sell that to me have have you done any of the like because you know you get the coins that you get have you used them yet right uh, yeah, in like yeah, the little so, play so there's area a little play area that it, like your little nanny bot sort of like gets shunted up this hole into this little circular area, and you actually like these these um, gotcha machines up, up here down, and you put coins in the machine. Awesome! Oh, and you <laughs> open the gotcha machine. Inside the gotcha machine is like a little toy or a piece for an environment, and there are like six different play environments. And, like, basically all you're doing is unlocking ways to mess around with these little robots. So, you'll, like, one of the things you can unlock is a little slide. And, like, it looks like a little 
playset that you're moving these robots around on and they bounce around and you can but down the slide you're like okay that was fun that um, you know but you'll come back later with more coins and unlock more stuff it's it's just it's joy it's real good it's yeah it is yeah. a joyous yeah. Game. yeah i'm sorry yeah i'm so it, like, sorry like God. i'm not i'm not saying this as hyperbole hyperbole it is the game that sold me on vr yeah, I mean, oh, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to I'm like it is the first time that I have ever seen VR applied to what we think of as like a traditional video game style. And I thought mm-hmm. to myself, this this is different. This is this is a video game that is using this technology in a way that is interesting. And like now that I've spent some time with PlayStation VR my opinions of the technology and its future have not changed in the least. Like, I think this is kind of an evolutionary dead end, but mm-hmm. it's an evolutionary dead end in the same way that like light guns were. And, you mm. know, like, yeah, did we need a billion time crises? No, but we did get point blank. And this right, is, right, right, this, right, is right. this is that this is, yeah, it's, it's freaking cool. It's freaking cool. So for everybody listening, and if you lost count, that's our games of the year are Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and God of War, and we also want everybody to check out Prey Moon Crash and Marching Order and Serial Cleaner and Astrobot and Portcullis. Port son of a bitch. Heratopic. <laughs> I did. And had to look 428 it Shibuya <laughs> Scramble. There you go, everybody. Uh, so yeah, what a what a what a nightmare of a year for reality and such an excellent year oh for video God, games. Reality is the games are all right, worst. So bad, the worst. Such hot garbage. Yeah, games are games good, are good. I like games. All right, games are good. Dave, all who right. Made this this uh, fault by this? Patreons like you. Uh, those of you who donated at the ten dollar or above tier, we get a special shout out on our show. So here we go. Special thanks to Ryan Brady, John, Nick Rugen, Double Taco, Yaddle, Gluttony One of Seven, Peter, Ryan Mance, Derek Sanskrit, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Thierry Belair, Eric Van Quill, The Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Ludwig Kitzman, Stormshot, Francisco Arias Guimaraes, Kalen Houston, Axel Olsen Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Bullet Bobom, Daniel Squire, Tom. That's it. The list ends. <laughs> yeah. I, I, w- I wish I had like and a better transmission. Like, transition for that, but no, that's that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody, uh, if this is your first episode, uh, welcome aboard. I know this is a little bit of a weird one, and our last one was a little bit of a weird one, but we're really glad that you're listening. Uh, every single dollar helps us continue to make this. Uh, we are now, all of us, employed again at various Yay. places. And, Yay! Uh, it, it's tricky to make this happen, even on a bi-weekly basis, but we cannot thank you enough for helping us do it. If you can spare a dollar, if you can spare five dollars, that's insane. For anyone that can, thank you. If you can't, if you just want to like listen, just share the show with your friends. That's the most important thing in the world. Uh, I have a, a number of people in my world who've been doling this out to other human beings, and just that means so much. Thank you for getting other people to listen to the show. And everyone who has written a review for us on iTunes, 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Writing us a review on iTunes and giving us a rating on Spotify is enormously helpful for just getting the show in front of more eyes. And thank you so much. If you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can follow us at ContinuePod. And uh, you can go to Patreon.com slash ContinuePodcast or ContinuePodcast.com. Dave. At David Robots. That's my Twitter handle. That's... uh... I don't know. I'm trying to log off for a bit these days. Like, I'm around. Say hi. Yeah. But uh, I'm not super active there anymore. Yeah. Uh, Susan, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me also on Twitter, at Susan Arndt. And I want to let you know, uh, although at times, especially when I was out of a job, your uh, donations and support have helped me pay bills and uh, feed my dogs. And I am eternally grateful for that. Uh, but you've also done some really lovely charity work and you didn't even know it. You helped uh, reunite a bunch of dogs who were separated from their humans in the campfire uh, out in California. And it went to uh, rescue efforts to feed them and rehome those that couldn't be uh connected with their families and uh you also thank you very much uh to our supporters you bought two local kids in the raleigh north carolina area you bought them bikes for christmas so that's awesome thank you very much thank you everybody Uh, it's really really lovely to be able to do things like that that. freaking rules oh my god that's a that's a good thing uh you can follow me at a john agnello and you can find me every single day at escapistmagazine.com, where I am managing editor. I encourage everybody to uh, go read the insane, weird poetry that I wrote about Parasite Eve, because now I can oh just my God. do it! Oh my the God. Now I can oh just do God. it! Look, Susan, you should oh my God. see the lead that I no, put on this article. No, it's just no, 300 words no. of raw power. Son <laughs> of a Anthony bitch. Yeah. God. Uh, everybody, we, you could also, if you like the streams, twitch.tv slash escapist magazine. I have host a talk show every single Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern. New games on Tuesdays, old games on Thursdays. John Romero was on, everybody. And he was a perfectly reasonable human. I hear he's being actually very, just hair. very pleasant to talk to these days. John John Romero, so this is something that I can say to everybody. John Romero had to go really quickly just because he was like, yeah, I've got an appointment. And I assumed it was a business thing. It was Quake 1 deathmatch with his staff. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, okay. And okay. Like, I was like, you, yeah. you genius. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty great. Uh, and then this is, so he we get off and he's like, yeah, I've got to run. But he like just started telling me about like the weird stuff he has in his collection. And John Romero is like, here is like my collector brain, but like unbound by any like budget. And he's telling me about the stuff in his collection. He's like, yeah, I've got the original uh, NES dev unit and the Apple two that Nasir Gabelli used to program final fantasy one through three. And his original code for those games and the custom compiler he built is still in it. And oh my I was God. like, John, are you a crazy person? <laughs> and I guess the answer well, is yes. Because here's the thing. Uh, like, I think if we're all crazy because if we had the money, we would do the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's no oh, question. Yeah. There's no, oh, no question yeah. about it. Uh, everybody, thank you so much. This has been uh, a wonderful year of making this show for you. And we'll see you early next year. Go- goodbye. Weeks. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.